0: Welcome to the Cinema Flavor Podcast, your favorite podcast for all things in the world of cinema, including reviews, discussions, and topics. Your favorite non-FDA-approved show starts now. One, two, one, two, welcome to another episode of Cinema Flavor, yes, episode 140-something. Anyways, what's going on, guys? I went to go see Spiral not that long ago, probably like 35 minutes ago. I went to go see it on Thursday. A little late night review for all of you guys, even though you'll probably listen to this whenever. You know what I mean? You'll probably listen to this episode like two years after the fact. There's probably another Spiral movie coming out by this time. But in the meantime, I gotta say, I'll give you a little background on Saw, or at least my uh, enjoyment of Saw. I don't enjoy any of the Saw movies, except the first one, uh, mostly cause I, I do love horror movies. I just, I don't like torture porn, dude, especially, especially any type of trap in the Saw movie that involves the mouth or the face. It's just something like it's, it makes me extra sensitive. It makes me all squirmy and just, it makes me like seriously just want to walk out of the theater and just go home and hug my pillow, and just go. It's gonna be okay, man. Life is just full of rainbows and happiness. So, it just it makes me just so uh, ugh. It puts worms in your body, man. It's something about like the teeth and the tongue. It's just, and of course, this movie opens with like the very first tra- uh, saw trap is like a guy with his his tongue stuck in a in a trap, and he's like, uh, the jigsaw killer in this is like you know. You have to jump, uh, you'll have to rip your tongue out or you'll get hit by a uh, a, a train. And I'm like, dude, let me just get hit with a train. I'm, I don't, I need my tongue. I, I don't, like, I don't want to live without my tongue. That, that's just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the death. That's cool. Seriously. That's how most of the saw traps are most of the time, right? It's like, you got to lose all your fingers or you'll die. It's like, yeah, I'll take death, bro. I, I yeah, I want my fingers. I don't want to live without fingers. Uh, but that is my very brief synopsis of Saw. There's a lot of Saw movies out there. Made me realize. I guess it's just the gimmick is you could put out a Saw movie once a year and it, it only costs like $10 to make. And these movies make back an extraordinarily amount of money for, for what they make it for. Right? It, these movies don't make hundreds of millions. Um, but there is a very loyal fan base for Saw. Which is interesting. I, you know, don't really run into a whole lot of Saw fans out there or people that really keep up with like Saw or like really deep into the lore of Saw. It's just, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, during Halloween you're in that spirit of wanting to see a horror movie and of course Saw comes out at the perfect time for it. And I, I think they've really kind of cornered a market at least Twisted Pictures has for that and I, I'll give them kudos for it. It's really interesting. Um, especially this, man, considering that they brought back Saw again after they kind of, I guess they did it with Jigsaw. They really brought it back, which I didn't even see that either. Um, I think the continuation of the Saw franchise, I I guess you could keep going with it. I mean, this movie, I'll try to avoid spoilers for the most part, it doesn't really involve too much about Saw other than the fact that, you know, there's references to it. Like, even the killer itself, which again, I won't get into it until I get into spoilers um, doesn't, there's a very loose connection to Jigsaw and to John Framer, I think I'm saying that right. But, uh, yeah. The other, the other interesting thing about this too, is that you have two of very, very big name actors, two people in the entertainment business who are, what's the word I'm thinking of? There are two people that, man, seriously, you, you think of Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock and you go, they're the last two people that you ever want to see in a Saw movie, Uh, apparently Chris Rock is, like, a huge fan of Saw. He wrote, like, a script for this movie and a treatment, and he brought it to Twisted Pictures and Lionsgate. Um, that's interesting. I would have never taken Chris Rock for that. Uh, and again, it's cool, too, because you get to see Chris Rock kind of out of his element in this. Like, he's not the funny guy, and in no way is he trying to be funny. He he really is kind of delving into seriousness. Uh, quote-unquote there. Where he's playing this kind of loose cop who, you know, people don't like him because, you know, apparently he's a, a rat. He, he ratted out his partner and, and there's a lot of corruption going on in the police force and this this new jigsaw killer uh, doesn't like that. He, he doesn't appreciate the corruption going on in the system for police brutality, which I remember when I seen the trailer for this, I thought this was going to have like a loose reference to maybe like the George Floyd kind of stuff, uh, but there's not, there really isn't. Um, outside of just maybe a few nods to like p- police brutality and, and maybe some type of um, informacy going on with the police and maybe some killers and, and, and cops who really take advantage of the power that they have. But there's not really anything that, that would be even adapted from like the George Floyd stuff. So I'm, I'm at least kind of appreciative of that, right? You know, you don't really need a whole lot of political stuff. And plus too, it's just, you know, that kind of stuff already kind of happened and it's like to to try to take advantage of it now i feel like that's a little weird and maybe a little out of taste i think um yeah uh as far as this movie is concerned too the saw traps and the saw stuff you're gonna get a lot of that right i think if you're a fan of saw you're definitely gonna get that i think this movie too even though i i've only ever really seen the first one um this one has a, a i guess a pretty big budget from what I could tell, right? I mean, the fact that you have Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock involved uh, really helps with that. But plus two, it's like, the, you know, a lot of times those Saw movies, I, th- I think they kind of take place in these giant warehouses. And they only kind of take place in one singular place because of maybe budgets. Uh, but this one, you know, they're, you're moving around. There's... Chris Rock is driving a really nice car that he can't park for God knows any reason. Seriously. If you watch this movie, just look at Chris Rock's parking in this. It will infuriate you. But also, too, they involved a um, uh, a partner with Chris Rock who's in this, which I forget his name. He's in a bunch of other movies. I didn't bother to check the IMDb. I could easily check now, but I'm not going to. Um, you've seen him before. He's kind of a very no-name kind of bland actor, I guess you could say. Um, anyways... As you're going on through this movie, there's a couple things that I I guess I can really enjoy about it, and there's a few things that I mostly didn't like about it. I'm kind of iffy. I'm still kind of wondering whether or not I really enjoy this, or if this is something that really enticed me to continue to watch the Saw movies. Uh, one of the things that I, I I guess I really did enjoy about this was actually Chris Rock. Um, he his acting in this is it, it's on par. I think with like Samuel Jackson and most other people, it's very different from anything he normally does, anything like comedy or anything along that kind of line. And being a dramatic actor, I, I think it works in <clears throat> in in some ways. Darren Lynn Bozeman, who's the director for this, I, I think one of the thing that kind of is a disadvantage though for Chris Rock is the fact that in this movie, most of it is is done in flashbacks, and so there's a lot of scenes that involve like Chris and. You know, him trying to be younger with, like, a goatee and a backwards hat. And it's like, that's not going to work for me, buddy. But also, too, it's like, you don't really get to convey the emotion because it's done in flashback. All you really get is, like, Chris Rock kind of looking with, like, a stern face. And then you you see that the flashback, he's thinking of, like, a memory. And it's him, like, yelling at his dad or something that happened in the forest that, uh, you know, people don't like him for some reason. He's, He's very, like... Hardened in this movie You could tell that he's kind of a veteran cop Which that part, I think it works pretty well As like a hardened cop Where he's just very I can't even think of the word of it He's just hard You know what I mean? Like he has a partner and he's telling him, You know, I'm going through a divorce You know, you and your wife will go through a divorce You know, marriage is stupid And you know, if you're a detective You're going to die alone Like he really is just kind of brass And like this job has just gotten to him and he has just seen a lot of ugliness that goes on, not only in the streets, too, but as just a cop. And, you know, for him, man, he keeps his distance. He, he kind of just takes it as it is, and his reality is just this, you know. And I, I thought he really did a really good job with that. I think with the direction, though, it doesn't it doesn't play out as much because it's just, it's just kind of him kind of spewing these lines out at people. Uh, but... Hi, on his part though it works really well if that makes sense uh, Samuel Jackson for in this movie he's he's Chris Rock's dad He's not in this a whole lot he's in it for the first part of it and then he's kind of in it for the second part um, Samuel Jackson is always a pretty good actor in anything he does He you, you turns in something pretty good I think Samuel Jackson at this point in his career really plays into like the memes that people make about him as far as like his cussing and uh, his anger and just kind of how he like He just doesn't really take any shit from anybody Like he does that really really well in this movie And I, li- I like that I actually kind of like that quite a bit uh, Even for the kind of brief moments that he's in this movie Again that also goes into the fact that He's in this movie through mostly flashbacks as well And you get a lot of that Which I think that's like a staple of like Saw It's just flashback, flashbacks You get like a lot of exposition as well From those movies It's really it's really odd um, But I guess that's just how you do it, man. I, I don't have as much, like I said, I don't have as much history with these movies. I, I guess it's also good, too, that you don't really need to know about the Saw movies prior to this. It's not like you need to keep up with the uh, 90 other Saw movies that have come out prior. You know, all you need to know is that the Jigsaw killer is dead and that there's someone out there pretending to be Jigsaw who is killing cops. And he's trying to take justice upon himself and people are trying to figure out why. I did like that as well. It's just kind of like a, a soft reboot of saw, even though they're still continuing on in the same lineage of the jigsaw killer. I did like that. I think if you are a fan of saw, at least you have like uh, movies prior, so you kind of have already been invested and you wonder like, oh, you know, who is this jigsaw killer? Uh, the, the traps in this from the jigsaw killer, um, I, I wouldn't I can't really compare them because I continue to say I I've, I've haven't really seen the the saw movies. But the traps in this are pretty creative as well. Um, there's a handful of them. If you are a fan of Saw, you, you will get your uh, your licks as far as the traps and people getting in, in them and out of them. Um, I think that's kind of what you're in for. Which I think that's a really good part too because I think even with the trailers, I think it was more... The, the marketing seemed like it was more of like Chris Rock trying to find the killer. And it's like you, you do get a lot of that, but you also do get you know some people stuck in some traps... And them trying to get out of it, and you see all the kind of the grotesque kind of disembodiment of all those trap saws, or the saw traps. I didn't say that right. Uh, that, like, again, dude, that stuff always just makes me squirm. It's like your face, your fingers, anything like that, it just makes you, it just, uh don't like it. Just don't like it, man. Um, I, I guess I'll start getting into a little bit of spoilers. So, like I said, Chris Rock has a partner in this. And it turns out his partner, uh, his father, was killed by Chris Rock's former partner. Uh, turns out there was some dirty business going on, and his dad got shot, and now he's out for revenge. Now he wants to take revenge on, not Chris Rock, but some of the dirty cops going on in the precinct that he's in. It, it plays out as like a big twist toward the end. and. And I guess you kind of see it coming. I, I didn't really see it coming at all. I thought it was weird in, in the middle of the movie where uh, Jigsaw's killer, the Jigsaw killer, kills his partner, or at least makes it seem like it. Because throughout the whole movie, Chris Rock is getting, like, these little gifts from the Jigsaw killer. He's getting these little packages, and he opens them, and it'll be, like, you know, part of the tongue, somebody's fingers. He gets one of them where it's, like, the, the pig little marionettes with somebody's skin on it, and he sees a tattoo of his partner and goes, oh my God, that's my partner. You know, he killed my partner. And then you go, oh, wow, that was weird. I guess they just kind of killed him off. He, You know, they killed him off screen. They didn't really show like the traps or anything until eventually you get to the point you see, oh, he was the, he was this new copycat jigsaw, which I think could have played out really well if it would have made sense in the beginning. And, and they try to show you some exposition of like, Oh, you know, he was setting himself up to be this. He was giving little nods to it. But it's like, it doesn't work considering that, one, Chris Rock's been working with this guy for most of the, you know, duration of this these killings. It's like, how does he have time to do, you know, spend as much time as he is trying to look for the killer and then actually go and do the saw traps? You know, they don't get into like, you know, maybe Chris Rock would have felt it. It's like... Chris Rock is a seasoned detective he knows and feels things he he should have saw at least uh, an inkling or, or felt something in his gut to think, oh you know maybe my partner maybe my partner's the one killing everybody but no they don't really get into it all it kind of just takes you by surprise he kidnaps Chris Rock and and there's this saw trap where he has like a, a cop that's also dirty in the precinct and like there's like little shards of glass you know shooting at him which. You know, Chris Rock gets hit with two, and he doesn't even really feel it. You see all the little shards of glass in his face. would have worked out really well if it would have played into it. Um, he also takes Samuel L. Jackson. Again, I know these people have character names and stuff like that, but I'm just referencing them as this because, um, you know, most of the times you don't pay attention to that stuff. I guess his character's name was Zeke. Chris Rock's character's name was Zeke. But, you know, who cares? It's Chris Rock. Uh Samuel Jackson gets caught in this, and then he gets, and he ends up getting killed by a SWAT team, which, okay, I get it. The SWAT team come in, you see a gun, there's like the mechanic things on him where Samuel Jackson has like a shotgun attached to like his arm and he raises it. They wouldn't have shot him. That SWAT team would have got out of the way, they would have looked and saw, hey, that's my former captain who's stuck in a saw trap, who clearly is... Uh, he has no control of his body right now. How about we kind of just move out of the way as freaking Zeke and his partner are fighting. By the way, he gets away in this movie too, the, the Jigsaw killer. They see him move. He like gets in an in a, in a elevator and then, you know, walks away. He does a little like, you know, he puts his finger over his mouth and goes shh like that. It's like, okay, wherever that elevator is going, you just go there and then you just stop him. That's it. That's the end of the movie. There's no setup or, like, oh, my God, he got away with it. It's, like, it was such a bad twist. It was such a bad moment, too, that, like, the movie is, like, trying to make you feel like, oh, my God, you know, this is the biggest the biggest twist since freaking seven. And it's, like, it didn't work, dude. I'm sorry. You know, even with all the exposition they kind of throw at you and all the little, you know, oh, we were setting up for this. Doesn't work. Just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Um, I, th- I think this movie, and I understand too, Saw is not like, you know, Saw movies aren't going to win Oscars. They're just kind of fun and they're there and, you know, I, I hate this expression, you know, turning your brain off, but that's kind of what they are. They're torture porn. You know, people really get a kick out of like, you know, what's the next level of just grotesque and just violent traps that we could get away with in a Saw movie and we'll do that. And I have a massive respect for that because that's, you know, it's kind of the gimmick and, you know, it... it You kind of take a cornerstone of the market, and now you have people who will come to your movies every single year and do that, and I appreciate that. I just think that when you're trying to switch it up, I think you should maybe put a little more effort into, if you're going to try to delve into like a better storyline or try to do like a a 7-esque type of thing, maybe you should put a little more effort into that. Or... You know, just stick to the, the killings, you know, put more effort into the saw traps and things like that, which I think that movie gets it that part right. The things that are already familiar with fans, you'll definitely get into, but I think the story for this movie is not so great. Um, Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock, too, both phenomenal actors, give really good performances. I'll give them that for it. Um, but again, it's just, I feel like they're kind of, not wasted, but it's it's just kind of like hey there's a big name actor here take it or leave it and i think that's the thing that'll probably draw people more than anything is the fact that like oh chris in a saw a movie which that already it it just sounds kind of nuts right and there i think there's a level of curiosity that already naturally happens when you do that which is that you know that's cool enough on its own i like that so um i'm i'm so hard pressed on this cuz it's like the things that are normal for a Saw movie, I think they get really right. When they're trying to do stuff different, I think that's stuff that kind of falls flat on its face and it's stuff that just doesn't really work for me. I know I know for this movie, it entertained me for, I think, the first half and the last half. That kind of middle stuff kind of throughout out, especially with, like, the captain and there's some stuff with like a lady captain where, you know, she turns out, you know, she was also dirty too. It's just like this movie really kind of throws a lot of information at you at the very last minute minute and it kind of addresses it as a twist. And I just don't think it really works out that way. I think if you're going to do something like that, at least just keep one. Just keep kind of one twist and work your way into it. Where I don't think this movie does that as well. And so I got to say this movie probably like a good like a D, I'll give it, a, I'll definitely give it a D, man. This, this, you know, this wasn't, this was entertaining enough. It was passing. I just don't think that um, this will really bring any type of new Saw fans into it. I'm assuming they're going for a sequel in this. I mean, it seems like it because, you know, quote unquote, the killer got away and he'll probably do some more stuff. But again, you could catch him pretty easily. You know who he is now. I mean, the whole big thing about, you know, John Kramer is that you didn't really know who John Kramer was. I know that in those movies, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, he had an accomplice and maybe had some family and stuff like that. And you know, it was hard to catch him. And this, I don't think it's gonna be that way. Uh, you know who exactly is? You could almost find him. You know, plus two. The other thing too about like Saw movies is that like this movie does take place in modern time, so there's a lot of like cameras and you know cell phone technology where you could easily track somebody and find them and find their location and things like that. It's like, it wouldn't be too hard to be a Saw killer. It's like, if you were going to be a Saw killer, it should have been like 2005 or pre-2005. Like, now you, you can't do it. There's cameras and, and everything everywhere, right? It's hard to put chloroform almost over his face and then put him in a Saw trap and think that you're not going to find him at some point. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I... Guess I I guess you could go see this man. I, I don't I wouldn't really recommend it. You know what I mean? Maybe kind of wait out. I know I know going to the theaters is still kind of iffy for people and this definitely I think this will play out better probably on home video uh, like most saw movies uh, cuz I know when I went to go see this there was hardly anybody in this. M- mind you, it's a Thursday night. I know a lot a lot of people you know aren't going to go to the movies on that kind of day. Uh, but still, you know, I just I feel like this is not something you need to rush out and go see. So, anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for always checking out the podcast., uh, David and Brendan will be on a episode with us pretty soon. At some point, we'll talk about something. Um, I'm sure we'll talk some more anime as well. I know you guys like listening to that. But in the meantime, though, go to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify, subscribe on there so you can know when an episode goes up right away. And as always, check us out on Twitter and Instagram to check out all our spicy and juicy content. That goes along with our podcast. Anyways, guys, I will see you later and I am out.